Amber and Ian. No Ian tonight, though. Jonathan Zaslow in the saddle for Ian Fitzsimmons. He's just riding that horse. I know how to ride horses. I'll bet you didn't know that about me. I know how to ride horses. I do not see you as a horse riding kind of guy. Oh, yeah. It goes wherever (laughs) I tell it to. At Zaslow Show, that's how you find him. If you find him there, you'll understand why I said that. At Amber W Sports, that is how you find me. Amber Wilson, Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. By the so way, can I, also, can I also add real quick? So, so la- at the end of last hour, we talked about the overtime stuff, you know, and the rules, Kyle Shanahan. And I, I think it's important we mentioned you sent me a text message right after the game, the regulation ended at the Super Bowl. And what did I write back? I wrote back immediately because you said, see, I knew the game was going to go to overtime. There hasn't been any overtime games this year in the playoffs. I knew it was going overtime. And what did I immediately write you back? I immediately wrote back, I have no idea what the rules are. (laughs) You did, actually. You said that because none of us knew what the rules were. Yeah. Quite literally none of us. Yeah. And I turned to my wife right after I got that message. I turned to my wife and I go, I don't know what happens now. Right. <laughs> she was none like, of us how do you knew. not know me? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happens now. None of us knew, was. except for, you know, it wasn't exactly our job to know. We weren't playing in the yeah, game. I feel like if I was a player on the team, I might have asked somebody, hey, what's this whole postseason rule change we got going on as we head into a postseason? Or maybe if I was the 49ers, that would have felt important to go ahead well, and cover with my players. If, if, if you believe the, the, the Chiefs, even though it only happened one out of 57 previous Super Bowls, they were talking about what happens if you go to overtime every meeting. Oh. That's why That's why I know the Chiefs. Uh, whenever I got here Monday, I was talking to Joe Fortenbaugh, and he asked me what I thought whenever the 49ers – decided to take the ball. I'm like, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just knew that both teams got a shot to have the ball. Um, what I got really nervous about was when the time was ticking down because I didn't yeah. know what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, who knew? They who didn't, knew? They didn't, they didn't really explain it until it was, like, happening. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I hope that, like, it just doesn't end here before they get, like, a playoff. And I still it didn't t- matter, but I was I, – I was nervous because I didn't well, know what, I didn't what understand. the plan was there. I didn't understand why, I understand why you were nervous because I didn't understand why there was no urgency on None. the Chiefs' part. There was zero urgency. They were taking their sweet-ass time, and I was but thinking, why? And to this moment, sitting here right now, I have no idea why there's a clock. A I do point. not understand why there is a clock at all, yeah, other than, I guess, for simply delay time keep- it's got no, It's got to be timekeeping purposes. That's it. Just yeah, literally... For, for the box score and for timekeeping purposes. It's weird. I guess so. Uh, because otherwise, it makes no difference. What does make a difference, though, is what team is actually going to challenge the Kansas City Chiefs next season. We've got a list. This is The List. You know what? You just made The List. The List with Amber and Ian. Hey, I'm good and at And Jonathan Zaslow. So, five. Oh, we're jumping right into it. I was going to oh, say wow. so. I need you to rank these uh, I'll go first. Chiefs contenders here from five to one. You go first. Teams with okay. the best chance to stop the Chiefs from the three feet. Okay, and I'm going to start with I'm going to start with number five for dramatic purposes. I'm going to go five to one. All right. Is that okay? Number yeah, five. that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, there like you a go. normal person, right? Well, yeah, I, I've been known to in the past want to go from one to five. I get confused by numbers. It's okay. We're going five to one. It's crazy. I, I, I've done. I, we did lists on on our local show many years ago. Amber wants to start with number one. She's got to get right at the very. Right what are you to the good doing? Stuff. What are you doing? You got to add some drama to it. She wants to start at the very top. 
By the time he gets a five, nobody cares. Number All five. Right. Okay, very good. Hold, <laughs> Teams. On, hold on one second. Just before we start, Caitlin Clark has broken the record yet. She did it. It's, it's she broken. broke the it's NCAA women's all-time scoring record. So, Caitlin Clark, now your new scoring leader there for they the, the NCAA. Do we know what they did? Did they stop the game? They do she didn't want thing? them to. She did not want them to stop the game. All right, on to the list. All right. What number are we on? Five. Number five. <laughs> Teams with the best chance to stop the Chiefs from a three-peat. Number five, Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Now, not only are they in the division, but it's Harbaugh. And it's Harbaugh coaching Herbert. So you know what? They're going to have to see him twice. I'm going with the Chargers. I'm not giving the Chargers too much love because they're number five. But I'm giving respect here to Harbaugh. So number five, I got the Chargers. All right. Number four. Number four. They were the number one seed in the AFC this year. And then the MVP spit up all over himself in the championship game. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm giving them respect because they were the number one seed, but not too much respect because, I mean, Lamar Jackson's only won a couple playoff games now in his career. So Ravens are number four. What's next? Number three. All right. This is not a homer pick whatsoever. Number three. The Miami Dolphins. That's right. Reasonable. They'll be help. Well, I didn't put them number one. Give me a little bit of credit. Number three, the Dolphins. Tua. We know that he can. We know he could sling it. Led the league in passing. He stayed healthy. The defense was very good for most of the season. I got the Dolphins at number three. They've been improving each year under Mike McDaniel. I think that continues. What's next? Number two. How about this one? The second team, second best team with a chance to stop the Chiefs from a three-peat, the Houston Texans. That's right. The Texans. What a year from C.J. Stroud. I don't have any reason to believe that they're not going to continue to improve. D'Amico Ryan should have been coach of the year. C.J. Stroud was fantastic. And when you have a star quarterback under that rookie contract – It allows you to put great players around them. So they're in that window right now, the Texans. So I got the Texans with the second best chance to stop the Chiefs. All right, what what number are we on? What's next? Number one. The team with the best chance to stop the Kansas City Chiefs from a three-peat. The guy who they named Arrowhead Stadium after. The Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. We know that stadium is called Burrowhead. He's going to be healthy. He's going to have the chip on his shoulder looking for revenge next year. The Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow have the best chance to stop the Chiefs from a three-peat. How about that? So quickly give us your list. Run through it one more time. Quickly, five to one. Number five, Chargers. Number four, Ravens. Number three, Dolphins. Number two, Texans. Number one, Bengals. All right, my turn. Let's get to it. Number five. The Miami Dolphins. Apparently, Zaslow and I are both, in fact, homers. Nevertheless, you saw that offense. It was the best offense in the National Football League statistically for the huge majority of the season. We'll see what happens to that defense there with a switch at defensive coordinator. But I do believe in that head coach. 
I do believe in some of the weapons. They'll end up paying Tua. They'll work things out. They'll keep improving. The Dolphins also were homers. Let's move it along. Number four. The Baltimore Ravens. Aslo and I have the same number four. Yes, the Ravens coughed up all over themselves, as you said, in the postseason. Lamar Jackson was still an MVP this season. They've got the pieces. They've got the coaching staff. They've got the weapons. They've got the defense, which was the best defense in the NFL this season. I don't know what the hell happened there in the postseason, but you've got to believe that they could recreate some of that magic that they had in the regular season in a postseason at some point here. Number three. The Buffalo Bills, which show up nowhere on Zaslow's list. That's right. That's Josh right. Allen is dynamic. He is unbelievable. James hates him simply because James is a hater and he gets compared to Patrick Mahomes and it drives James crazy. He is unbelievable to watch. That Bills team is Loves still very good. They do love turning it over, but also he loves scoring touchdowns as well. That's loves more helpful than the turnovers. They're a very good team. I do believe... In that coaching staff, I believe in the weapons. I very, very much believe in the quarterback. And so that's really the precipice for having them third. Moving along. Number two. The number two team is a team I'm surprised made the top of Zaslow's list, but I like it. The Cincinnati Bengals. I almost had them on the top of my list. Do people forget that Joe Burrow still exists? Yes. They named the stadium after him, Amber. Health has been a factor for Joe Cool throughout his NFL career so far. Obviously derailed the season there for the Bengals. Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow. I don't know why James doesn't also hate Joe Burrow because I feel like he gets compared to Patrick Mahomes and you should hate him too. He just didn't get the brunt of it this year because he didn't finish the season again. Uh, Okay, so you are one of those with Joe Burrow. But the Bengals still got that guy, so they've still got a very, very good chance to unseat the Chiefs and... Number one. My number one is the team that just came down to overtime in the Super Bowl and almost, in fact, unseat the Chiefs. And that is the San Francisco 49ers. Zaslow, you didn't have the 49ers anywhere on your list. I went all AFC. I went all AFC. You had a lead in that game. You went all AFC because you don't feel like there's any contenders in the NFC. I also have the Cowboys as an OLI, by the way, on the outside looking in. You know, I did not know what that was going to stand for, OLI. Uh, Yeah, because I feel like if I have an NFC team, that means that they're obviously in the Super Bowl because that's how it works. The NFC plays the AFC. And if they're in the Super Bowl, I feel like they're going to win them. But if they don't make it to a Super Bowl, then they've also been unseated, which I guess was my thought process here as well uh, when you have the AFC. But also, if they make it to a Super Bowl, they can also get unseated. So either way, they're unseated, whether they they make it to a Super Bowl or they just make it to a championship game. No, they get there, they'll win. Coming up next here on Amber and Ann. It's hard to argue with you because they're pretty good at doing that, unless it's against Tom Brady. Coming up next here. We want to know what team you think has the best chance to challenge. that. That's not what we're talking about. We've got a lot more coming up. What is coming up next here? Uh, we're calls. That's what we're doing. We I think, that was, I think you. you were in the middle Sorry. of the right tease. That I is was okay. in the middle of the right Go tease. ahead. You're okay. Let's try this again. Rewind the tape. Let's try this again. Everyone settle down. All right. Three, two. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. We want to know from you, America, what team do you think has the best chance to stop the Kansas City Chiefs? Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will take your calls next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. History was made tonight. The NCAA all-time women's scoring record now belongs to Caitlin Clark. She scored the first eight points of the game for her team. She only needed eight points. That's cool. To That's really cool, though. Eclipse the record. So she just went ahead and went out there, and she just got her done is That's what cool. she did. That's yeah. pretty cool. So the record was broken. She hit a 40-foot three-pointer to break it in that wow. moment. So that's also a very, very cool way to break it. And the Iowa coach did call a timeout to celebrate. So Yeah, so the coach like, ignored Caitlin, her wishes. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> want us to, to do it because you want to keep playing, but I kind of need to do the right thing here. And right. that's for all these people, by the way. This plays a part. All these people who paid a lot of money a to lot. be in the building today. We're, we're stopping the game for a moment. You're not in charge right now, Caitlin. I'm calling time. Hundreds of dollars. I think yeah. I saw the average ticket price was like $350 a piece on a lot of these sites. That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it truly is remarkable for any college basketball game. I, it really is. She is the face now of college basketball. I don't mean women's college basketball. I mean college basketball full stop. Thank she you, is right. the face. Uh, she is certainly the superstar. And another historic night for Caitlin Clark. So we'll continue to keep you updated there on all of that action. But we are in the midst of a discussion about what team can unseat the Chiefs. Zazlo's filling in tonight for Ian here on Amber and Ian. We gave our lists earlier. He had the Bengals at the top of his list as the team most likely to unseat the Chiefs. I had the 49ers. We took slightly different approaches, though, because he went all AFC because he feels like if they make it to another Super Bowl, they've got zero chance to lose. We are asking you, America, though, what team is most likely to unseat the Kansas City Chiefs? Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's where Scott is calling us from Indianapolis. Scott, thanks for the phone call. Who is it? It's got to be – you've got to have the Steelers on that list because uh, any time that uh, Mahomes has been beat, it's been by a team with defense. You look back to the Bengals game, You can. Uh, the Ravens were really good this year. If the Steelers stay healthy, and I know people will say, well, you know, quarterback's an issue. I think they get that issue in their offensive line issue fixed. I, I, I really think the Steelers have got to be on that list. 
they got a, a front seven that's as good as anybody's. Uh, Joey Porter's coming along. They're going to, you know, probably add a, a second corner. But, you know, their defense is always there. And if you can only score 17 points or, or less on the other team, you know, that's that bodes well for your team. I do think people will say that that quarterback is an issue there with Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, who, uh, who the hell is their quarterback? That's the first place that we have to start. And, and that caller sounded confident that they're going to get it worked out. But are they? I mean, are they trading for Justin Fields? What are they giving up in order to do that? What is Justin Fields going to look like? It's not usually their MO to, <sighs> to give up a bunch of draft picks to pay a ton of money. It's, it's not usually how the Steelers operate. Yeah, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the sixth-ranked defense in the NFL this season. It's a good defense, but that offense has so many questions, and I don't know if the sixth-ranked defense is going to get it done when the third-ranked defense just couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes in an overtime that we just watched in Super Bowl 58. But that caller's not the only one that feels that way. Nathan is calling us from West Virginia. Nathan, what's your team? Hello? Yep. Hey, Nathan, what's the team that's going to unseat the Chiefs? I believe it's going to be the Steelers. I believe this offseason we're going to figure out a quarterback. Honestly, I believe it might be Mason Rudolph. I mean, he clearly has played a lot better than Pickett has. And like I said, I believe they'll get some help on defense. And I think, you know, as long as we can stay healthy, I think we got a good chance at, you know, doing it. But we'll see. Thanks for the call, Nathan. Uh, I appreciate Steve nation for being big listeners of Amber and Ian because I feel like that's what's happening here and I do I appreciate y'all very very much I'll take some of that Pat McAfee crowd I just don't know if I see it though I don't know Mason Rudolph is going to yeah, be I don't know if that's, that's our fixing best opportunity the situation that's that's, that's not, not to take to anything away from what Mason did but like I'm that's the leg. opportunity to unseat Patrick bleeping Mahomes that's yeah. going to be the answer a Mason Rudolph led Pittsburgh Steelers team Seems a little hard to imagine. Triple H, say ESPN. Greg is calling us from Indiana. Greg, thanks for the call. What's your team? Hey, hey guys. The biggest threat's going to come from their own division in the form of the Chargers. They're as talented as any team in the league, and Harbaugh's going to be able to provide the discipline that they've been lacking over the years. Thanks for the call. I'm glad you brought them up because I didn't get an opportunity, I don't think, to comment on Zazzle also had the Chargers on his list. The only reason I didn't is just because I'm not willing to yet give that nod to Harbaugh in his very first season there trying to deal with the situation he turned there around in San Los Francisco Angeles. right quick when he went there. He, he turned, That's fine. He's done it before. And maybe the it, the winning culture will get implemented immediately. But I got to see it first. The talent is there. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But to actually unseat the greatest – I've got to see it first come to fruition before we just believe it's going to blindly happen. Triple H say ESPN. Leon is calling us from Dallas. So I have a feeling oh, which way going. Leon is going to be leaning. Leon, what team's unseating the Chiefs? Amber, it's going to come from the NSC. It's going to be the Cowboys. Come on now. We, we can't stay in that division. Mahomes is unbeatable in the AFC. So you've got to go to the NFC. And, the, and we know that the 49ers couldn't do it. So what you do, you get the Cowboys to ride in on their white horse and save America. It's America. Save team. America. Save where America. White, where was the white horse though at home against the Packers? What what happened to that white horse? So we're go, we're going from all that we're going from Emmett Smith out there a couple days ago talking about how the culture is rotten in Dallas to now the Cowboys in order to stop Kansas City, they're making it all the way to the Super Bowl. 
to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. All right. That's what – and now I will say in fairness to Leon, I believe it was, right? In fairness – I also was very high on the Cowboys all season. The oh, talent is there. I believe, I believe, <laughs> not number one, uh, Dak is going to get paid. I, I believe that. I believe that he has all the power. I think that they're going to have to work out an extension with him, just even from, from the perspective of the salary cap, get him under that thing so they can pay some of these other pieces. I think they will be able to retain a lot of their pieces. I actually like the move that they just made a defensive coordinator. But again, all of it with the Cowboys looks great on paper. It looked great on paper to me this past season with Dallas. And it looks great towards the end of the season with Dallas. And I don't know what the hell happened against the Packers at home. I mean, zero idea what happened there. And that's the only reason I couldn't put them back on my list because there's no real, it's inexplicable what kind of what, there's no real reason that this always happens to the Cowboys, but somehow it always happens to the Cowboys. Gerald is calling us from Wisconsin. Gerald, thanks for the call. What is the team most unlikely to unseat the Kansas City Chiefs? Hey, I'm going to make it easy. It's that team that beat up on Dallas. Nobody gave them enough credit because they were better than Dallas. They got the uh, quarterback who had the best second half of the season. They are super young. Five picks in the top 100 this year that they have to find five people that they can beat their roster. And um, they already beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's not crazy, Zaslo, because if you believe that they're going to continue to improve, if you believe in Jordan Love, if you believe that you, you know, see them in this situation, like it's not the craziest thing that's ever been. You know, they I obviously think, had a big win in the postseason. I, I think they're going to be that team next year. Not the team on seat, the Chiefs, but I, I think the Packers are that team next season that everyone is going to be riding as the sleeper team, as that next team to jump into the fray of elite teams. I do think the Packers are that team. All right, we're up against it here. We're going to continue, though, with your phone calls. Who is the team that is going to unseat the Chiefs? Triple H, say ESPN. That is next here on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Clark is just ridiculous. I mean, it's unbelievable now seeing the video of her break the all-time scoring record. Good player. She quite literally launches it from the logo. 
I'll just break the record this way. So she's putting on a show tonight. That's what show she's putting on a show. It's ridiculous what she's doing tonight. She has people are paying a lot of money to go to that game, and she's putting on a show. She knows good for her. her. She only needed eight points to break the NCAA all-time women scoring record. She scored her team's first eight points. So she just went ahead, did it, got her done, launched one from the logo to break the record. And it's not like she's trying to break it from the free throw line. It's like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna break it here from the logo. Good for her. Right. She scored or assisted on all 12 Iowa field goals in the first quarter. She's accounted for 31 of the teams uh, at 33 points, probably a bit more now overall. I mean, she is on an absolute heater. So she's amazing. She's giving everybody that showed up to witness the historic moment, people who paid hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars each to witness her break the record, certainly are getting their money's worth because she is putting on a show, the face of college basketball. We're putting on a show here as well. On Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are in the midst of a conversation about who is most likely to unseat the Kansas City Chiefs. Who is going to stop them from a three-peat? Triple eight, say ESPN, if you want to chime into the conversation. That's where we find David calling us from North Carolina. David, thanks for the call. What's the team most unlikely to unseat the Chiefs? Good evening, Amber and uh, Zaz. Good show. Thanks. Thank you. Um, The only ones that can do it right now as the teams are currently constructed is the Kansas City Chiefs themselves that they do not make it. I do have a question, though. So if they implode is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Hard to imagine them doing. Okay, what's your question, though? My question is this. On the overtime rules, when the uh, referee goes out, to instruct the teams, both teams, to make sure that they're on the same page, why did he not say anything? Oh, I think he definitely did. I I think he must have. Why do you think he didn't? Because he said to them, it's a new game, and then he went into his spiel about the coin flip, and that was all he did. I mean, I Amber, he, like, I'm I think not when they walked out there, I, I feel like he must have explained it. Well, and he said, and he did, the only weird thing about it is I believe after the coin flip, he said, I think he said, you want to receive the ball, like, t- to the 49ers, I believe, is what he said, like, getting them to confirm. There was some weirdness there, maybe, but I, it wasn't that the Niners didn't know the rule as they were running onto the field. The criticism was that the Niners learned the rule in that moment before they ran onto the field, and the NFL films has shown that, where they were all aware of it then as they're going into overtime, but they're learning of it. And the rules are on the scoreboard and, and everybody's talking about the rules on the sidelines in the commercial timeout as you're going into overtime, as they're trying to figure it all out and piece it all together. So I imagine that the officials did whatever they were supposed to do there. But I mean, it's the onus is really on the 49ers to have coached up their players better, I think, frankly, before the game and before any of the game, because it wasn't just a Super Bowl role. That's what's crazy to me. Just talk about it on your bye week. You, you had an entire bye week. <laughs> is it a bad talk about thing? On your bye when everyone else is playing in the wild card. Is it a bad thing that we are four days removed from the game? And still, and, and, and certainly the second half was it was great. A great second half. Is it a bad thing that four days removed? We're talking about rules. Because there's always the perspective of, hey, as long as you're talking about our league, it's okay. But we're not talking about the game. We're not talking about the players. We're not talking about athleticism or stars. We're talking about rules. I mean, it's bad for the Niners, but I don't think it's bad for the NFL. Because I I do think what you just said. I mean, 
If, as we're talking about it, uh, it was a hell of a Super Bowl. We all remember it and got real exciting there in the second half. And at the end, it was a snore fest in the first half. You probably loved it, Zaz. All defense, uh, everyone, no, everyone hates fun. It, it, that is true. I, 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 don't, I don't like all my games being shootouts. But when I got up to go to the bathroom, because I had, listen, Usher's about to perform. Let me take care of some business. I'll be right back. And when I got up off the couch here in the Zazlo Mansion family room, I turned to my wife. I go, let's be honest here. This game's terrible. It was as, I was as I was walking to the bathroom. It was terrible before Usher. Triple H say ESPN. What team is most unlike or is most likely, rather not unlikely, a lot of them are unlikely. Most what's much the most likely team to go ahead and stop the Kansas City Chiefs from three peating? Chris is calling us from New Jersey. Chris, what's your nomination? Yes, um, being a 49ers fan, I'm, I'm going to go back with them. Uh, they already obviously made a couple changes. Um, defensive coordinator's out. Uh, he got caught sleeping in the second half. Um, you don't use prevent defense against Mahomes, which it was you know already the broadcast going into it for two weeks, that you don't let Mahomes, they open the field for him to just run for eight yards. Uh, they played off the wide receivers. And it was easy pitch and catch for seven yards. And then it showed up in overtime and it showed up in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was one issue. And three times the strike, you know, you strike out. Shanahan's had a lead and stops running the ball. I mean, you got a, a bulldog in the backfield. You, you should just keep going at them. And they gave it up and they tried doing passing plays that weren't working. So uh, Kittle wasn't even involved and, you know, so the offensive so you think they're gonna side, they, they, I don't think they're going to – I don't think um, the GM is going to stand with that no more. So, so you think I they're going to fix all of that before next season? Year. Thanks for the call, Chris. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting because that's a 49ers fan that apparently likes the firing there of Steve Wilkes. I felt like Wilkes becomes the fall guy here, frankly. I, think, I mean, third best defense in the National Football League throughout the regular season held that Patrick Mahomes team to 19 points in the – right. In regulation, I mean, right. I I thought he called it a good game overall. I, th- I think that the Shanahan, you know, he's blown the Super Bowl three times. I, I think it's such an easy finger to point, and I think it's so unfair. I mean, the, the, the three Super Bowls he's lost are to the two practically undisputed greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league. He's lost to Brady. And Mahomes. He's not he losing did. to some bums out there. That's fine, but he also... Well, no, you're not losing to bums in the Super Bowl typically anyways, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes. He happens to be losing to two of the best quarterbacks of all time, it appears. However, he didn't just lose to them. He lost to all three of those times. He lost to those two quarterbacks when he had double-digit leads. Double-digit leads so that's kind of the bigger problem and I get it I get the greatness but the answer can't just be Mahomes and Brady are unstoppable we have in fact seen people stop those guys so there's got to be a better answer to that it's not necessarily fair to the Shanahan story but it is certainly part of the Shanahan story triple eight say ESPN Ray is calling us from Brooklyn Ray what team is going to stop the Kansas City Chiefs Good evening, guys and gals. Listen, honorable mention, San Francisco, obviously, and, and Cincinnati, but perhaps the, the, the best individual player, the best, not the greatest, perhaps the best individual player in the league is Josh Allen, and he may have the biggest chip on his shoulder to do it. And he's, you know, Josh Allen's so great that he hasn't had, you know, Tyreek Hill. He hasn't had 
uh, Kelsey. He hasn't had uh, Andy Reid. Yet he managed to outplay this guy, Patrick Mahomes, two out of the three playoff meetings, and that's undisputable. Now, a couple of years back, you all know, they put the defense out there with a couple seconds left. They gave it up. Uh, this year, uh, Stephon Diggs decided that he's a wide receiver who doesn't know how to receive the ball anymore, and he wasn't the only one. Otherwise, they probably win those two games. But I do want to say this, um, Amber, is, uh, you know, as far as the greatest uh, of all time conversation, I can't say Mahomes because people on your very station and network say about Josh Allen, hey, you know, to be the best, you have to beat the best. You know, Ryan Clark and, and the other guy says that. So Patrick Mahomes had a shot to beat the best and he couldn't do it, and the best could have been his father at that time. So what makes you think that he's the greatest of all time if he can't beat Tom Brady when he's a grandfather? So to me, there's no conversation there. He has to win at least uh, 8 out of 10 Super Bowls and one up Brady. Cause 8 Brady out of 10? Tiebreaker. 8 Super Bowls? That's did, your standard? You, 8? I like well, it's yeah, one more than one more than Tom is what he's saying there. I, you know, I actually I like that, and I don't want to get too far off topic here. Uh, we're, put that in the back, James. Write that one down. We're gonna do that topic at some point. But I, I like that discussion because I tend to agree with that caller that oh we actually gosh. saw Michael Jordan, LeBron go head to head in the National Football League. Essentially, like we saw Patrick Mahomes take on Tom Brady head to head, and Patrick Mahomes lost. So Tom Brady wins that one. You can't ever take that away from Tom. And to that caller's point, it was a Tom Brady in his mid-40s. It was a Patrick Mahomes in his mid-20s. It was a Tom Brady old enough to be Patrick Mahomes' father. But Brady was still amazing that year. It wasn't Manning on his last leg. Like, Brady was still amazing that year. Right, but it's still still all part of it. Now, Ian fights with me about that because he says, well, Tom doesn't play defense, you know, and and Patrick doesn't play defense. That's not how we discuss this. But that's not how sports radio works. They are head-to-head, and Tom Brady will always, always have that feather in his cap. No matter how – Patrick Mahomes can go on to win 15. Tom will be able to say, hey, I still beat that guy. By the way, by the way, as far as the Bills go, you got to be fair. I mean, Josh Allen's numbers skyrocketed once Stephon Diggs got there. You got to be fair. Like, you could say he doesn't have this receiver. Right, but he didn't mention it as far as he's got this guy, and he's got this guy, and he's got this guy. He mentioned Stephon Diggs as the the, the deep ball going right through his hands and blowing the game, which which is fair. Because I was waiting for Stephon Diggs' name to come up when he was going through the the litany of weapons that Mahomes has had. (laughs) I was thinking, thinking, Josh kind of has one, too. No? All right. I know they're all going along, those guys, but they certainly have gotten along on the football field. Triple H, say ESPN. Uh, Josh is calling us from Ohio. Ohio. Josh, thanks for the call. What team is most unlikely to stop the Chiefs? Or most likely? Oh, I'm so thank you for taking my call and I'm so serious. I'm gonna say it real quiet. It's the Cleveland Browns. Listen, 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 Kevin Stefanski took a bunch of backups, the bad news Browns to the playoffs. Flacco, Jerome Ford. We're gonna change out. We're gonna throw Deshaun Watson back there, sling it around, chip on his shoulder. And then rub-a-dub Nick Chubb. We got our own bulldog in the backfield, Nick Chubb. He'll be back and healthy. And then how do you stop Mahomes and the Chiefs? Not with an offense, with a defense. Miles, I almost had I almost the had the Browns in my top five. Like I, I debated, but I, I can't trust Watson. I can't trust Deshaun Watson. So but I do like the problem. point that they're getting Chubb back. I do like that. That's that's my problem as well. He's 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 right about rub it up, Nick Chubb, and he's absolutely right about that defense. To me, that was the best defense in the. I know statistically the Ravens were the best defense. I thought the Browns were phenomenal all season long. Obviously, Miles Garrett's phenomenal. 
the coach of the year there for the Cleveland Browns, all of that stuff is fine. I It's that quarterback. I mean, the whole reason he wins coach of the year is because he goes through four of them in the season. Like, the quarterback is a problem there in Cleveland, and I have no reason to believe that Deshaun Watson is going to turn back into Houston peak 2019 Deshaun Watson. I just don't know how to believe it. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, the NBA has lots of news happening with Steph maybe uh, trying to recruit LeBron from Los Angeles. We are going to go ahead and talk about the future of LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers coming up next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Apparently, LeBron could have ended up on the Golden State Warriors. He decided not to. LeBron, Rich Paul, they run the world. Amber and Ian, presented by Progressive Insurance, Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. The NBA Rising Stars are on ESPN Radio. That is at Friday. That is Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So that'll be on right after us on Friday. The NBA All-Star Saturday night will head your way. Coverage Saturday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then the 2023 NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. East coverage versus will West. There you go. East versus West. Uh, Tupac versus Biggie. That. Coverage will begin right here on ESPN Radio Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I don't know if, if people understand that joke, Saz. I feel like nobody yeah. That's born actually, after 1990 that, I, understands that joke. I think that was actually the alternate headline for the All-Star Game in Indianapolis the, this year. But it, 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 like it, it came got up short. Yeah. <laughs> it was left well, on the cutting room floor. We're so old that NBA players, probably these kids probably hardly know who Tupac and Biggie yeah. are. Uh, yeah. That would have been a great headline, though. I, I think that would have been fun. Tupac for life. West Coast. Yeah. Okay. All right. So LeBron, speaking of the West Coast, could have ended up in another team in the West Coast, in the Golden State Warriors. He decided not to. Uh, it, it feels like it was Draymond that was the mastermind behind all of this, where Draymond, who LeBron and Draymond are buddies, you know, Zazlo, if you're buddies with LeBron, you got to go on vacation with him. So they're in Italy. They're doing the things. They were at the Super together. Bowl together last That's weekend. True. They were at the Super Bowl in a suite together. So they are buddies. So Dre gets the idea that LeBron might want to join him up in the Golden State, which, like, you know they're having those conversations then since they're such good friends. And so Draymond pushes ownership to kind of go after this and pursue this thing. And it feels like the Warriors called the Lakers and Jeannie Buss is like, hey, you probably just want to check with LeBron because I don't know if he wants to be here or not. 
and they checked with LeBron and LeBron and Rich Paul said, nah, we're going to stay put. So this story gets out and I think that this story makes LeBron look very wanted at darn near 40 years old. I think that this story gets everyone talking. Zaslow, which LeBron loves nothing more than everybody talking and thinking about him. And I feel like this story honestly benefits LeBron James to be out there. And I guess I just assume because LeBron and Rich Paul seem to run the NBA (laughs) that information is not out there that LeBron doesn't want out there. Well, I, I, when the story came out yesterday morning, I, one of the first thing, and I, and I read the story from Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne, and, and the first thing I'm thinking of is, I wonder if LeBron likes that this story is out. I wonder how this makes him feel. And I think he likes that the story is out. I think it makes him feel good that everyone else sees that not only is he still wanted at his age, but you have players calling agents who are getting owners to get on the phone with each other. Owners only talk about trades when either there's a ton of money involved or if we're talking about massive names that could wind up changing teams. And the general managers never spoke about this. It went straight to the ownership. And so I think LeBron likes that this story is out there because it shows how much power – it shows he's still wanted – and it shows how much power he still has that they ultimately decided that this is not something that's in our interest right now. They, Jeannie Buss propped open that window just a little bit and said, we don't have any interest in training LeBron, which I don't know is entirely true. We don't have any interest in training LeBron, but you can call him and check with him, which I think is weird that she even allowed the, uh, another team to essentially talk to LeBron James in season, I think that part's a little bit weird. I think it's because, yeah, there is a small part of Genie Bus where it's like, if LeBron were open to this, it, you know, it's kind of like the Damian Lillard thing before Damian Lillard asked for a trade. Like, the Blazers wanted to trade him, Lillard wants a trade, but neither side wants to be the one that initiates the process, you know? And I think that's a little bit of what happened there with Genie Bus. Like, no, nah, we're not going to trade him, but if LeBron wants to be traded, it's something we <laughs> would talk about. So maybe that, that's my Genie Bus impression. So maybe, like you know, go and go, I, I haven't even been working on it. That's amazing, right? So <laughs> you can go talk to him and find out uh, if it's something he'd be open to. But I think LeBron likes that this is out there because it shows, hey, I still, I'm still wanted. And guess what? I also have control of what's going on. I don't think this gets out there if LeBron doesn't want it out there. I mean, I made the joke when Rich Paul released the statement that LeBron is not going to be traded and that he is not seeking a trade. And remember, that statement came out before the trade deadline because there was all the rumors. And his agent comes out and he releases the statement, LeBron is not going to be traded. And I said... LeBron and Rich Paul run the NBA, right? Like yeah. they run the Lakers. That's what that statement says. But it LeBron turns out this is traded. why he released it's the statement. Facto, this is why. Right. Well, apparently so, because they were in talks of a trade. So that's yeah. also funny. We're not seeking a trade, even though we just had a talk about being traded. We're not actually seeking a trade. Nothing to see over here. But, but that statement, the way that it read to me is we run the Lakers because LeBron does not oh, yeah. have a no trade clause. So if the Lakers want to trade LeBron, the typical mode of action would be, you know, to trade LeBron or to engage with the team yourself for the Lakers to engage with the Warriors or whomever else with the 76ers because apparently they were interested in it as well. 
and you actually engage, you actually have those conversations. And sure, it's if a franchise player, you loop them in on the back end, but you don't say, hey, you know what? You should call that player directly and see if he even wants this. That's not normally how this goes, but that's the power of LeBron James. Rich Paul is LeBron James' agent. He was on the Stephen A. Smith show. He reiterated that LeBron is committed to L.A. He's committed to the Lakers. I mean, Jeannie has been an incredible partner for him and us, and I think it's important for that to be understood and to be respected. Obviously, you know, there's ups and downs and emotions throughout the course of a season, but ultimately, you know, LeBron's committed to the Lakers. Respect to the commitment to the Lakers. As I'm tweeting out the hourglass emojis and wearing the Knicks towel around my neck. Respect it, Zazzle, respect. Well, to me, that's semantics, though. LeBron is committed to the Lakers. Like, it, it literally says in his contract he's committed to the Lakers. He... He, he plays for them. It's in his contract to play for the Lakers. So, yes, he is committed to the Lakers. To me, that's, that's just semantics. That doesn't mean that he wants to continue to be with the Lakers. But his contract literally does say he's committed to the Lakers. So, yes, Rich Paul is being honest there. I'm committed to, you know, my boyfriend, but I'm out here flirting with everybody else. But respect my relationship because I'm, commi- I'm committed. Yeah, you're together. I'm committed. Yeah. I'm res- I'm flirting with everybody else. Yeah. I put my tush is all over the internet, but I'm I'm committed. So I need you to respect it. That's yeah. what it feels like a little bit. Yeah, LeBron's I mean, out here. Oh, he's going to talk to the Warriors. Even if your tush is all over the internet, as long as <laughs> you're still even. with your boyfriend, you're committed. You're committed. You got to respect it. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, what teams need to get their off season right the most? We will get into that next here on ESPN Radio.